Evening, everybody. Welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast. It doesn't seem like two minutes ago, but we've got a double header with for you this week. Monday and Wednesday, we'll be covering the Goodwood Festival and the uh, Goodwood Festival and the Galway Festival. Dear me, my mind went blank there. Um, but I'm in good company tonight. I'm in very good company. Andrew Cummins joins me. Hello, Andy. Evening, Chris. How are you? I'm all right. Andy is planning a trip to Baden Baden. <laughs> At least, going to try. Convinced, Tommy, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully by the end of here, Tom. Tommy's yeah. Hopefully Tommy's watching and he's going to come on and give us his big selection for the week anyway. So fingers crossed that Tommy's watching tonight. Is he Andy? He said he would, so he, he probably will. He'll come down and invade the room now in a minute. No, he can write it down yeah. and hand it to you on a slip of paper while you go for a pee and leave the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Uh, we're also with Steve. All right, Steve. How's it going? Andy's in a different room. No, it's my own room. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Room. The lights on. I, you'll probably see uh, the lights on and the, the curtains open, so it's a bit brighter today. Yeah, yeah, it's sunny. That's sunny in Ireland. That's what it is. It's mm. usually well, like it's, uh, well, it's bright. Um, I wouldn't call it sunny. It's nice though. It's warm. It's warm. Yeah, so. it's not raining. So, but that's that's the uh, that, that's the silver lining. Well, that makes up the USO podcast half of us this week. And um, but we are joined by the only fools love horses duo of Ash Simmons. All right, Ash. Chris, how are we? We're all right, buddy. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Lovely uh, Monday evening. What day is now Monday? Uh, can't wait to get stuck into Goodwoods. <laughs> and anyway, so let's get on. student talk. Doesn't even know it's Monday and he's going to the pool. <laughs> <place. laughs> uh, I rolled out of bed at 12 this morning, you know, had breakfast and then we moved on from there. Yeah, well, uh, at least you'll get to the pub tonight because without Declan here, we would have been going on until 12 o'clock. So at least you'll get That's there anyway. Well, well, Andy, Andy apparently has got um, a massive spiel about the vintage stick. So maybe. No, you no, no. I won't, I won't keep it. I won't keep it. <laughs> I'll give you the winner and we can move on. I'm glad he asked us Yes. Um, hopefully, fingers crossed, Harry has managed to sort out his Wi-Fi issues. He is there smiling in the background. Let's see if he's here. He's, he's muted. muted. Oh, he's he, was so, he was so happy. He was so happy. He's muted. He's still muted himself. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's don't know what's happening there, Harry. We'll keep you on though, and if, you, if, if you're there and you manage to sort it out, I've not muted you or anything, buddy. So he is there. He can for all those on Spotify listening. Harry's smiling now. He's fresh from Tesco's, yeah. where he's just bought two um, chicken thighs for um, sixteen pound fifty, hasn't he, Steve? Yes, indeed. <laughs> God, I'm Harry, just give us more money than me. <laughs> hopefully harry uh, does get involved and in a minute he'll just cough to let us know that he's here anyway um we're looking forward to this week though boys two fantastic festivals for the summer um i for one love glorious goodwood um obviously hopefully in the future i can get to you know galway um andy tell us about Galway. have you been yourself i've actually never been to the galway festival now oh. um i've actually funny thing i've been to glorious goodwood mm. never been to the galway festival wow. which kind of says that i'll i'll all that is about me, I suppose. If Declan was here now, he'd absolutely kill me for that one. But uh, it's never really been top of my agenda. It's the other side of the country, and Ireland isn't a big country, so that's no excuse. But um, no, I've just always been busy. I've either been away or um, yeah, just getting down there and, and staying. It'd be just yeah. an expensive trip, and I think I, I'd love to go. If I got the opportunity, I'd go. I've never actually been. And by all accounts, it's great crack and, and great fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it just... If I owned a horse, I can understand the fun running there, but it'd be easier not to 75s, I suppose, later in the season if you if you were trying yeah. to trying to win one. But 
Um, I know it wouldn't begrudge anyone. No, it'd be a, it's a lot, a lot of fun. It'd be great to have a winner there, great to have a runner there. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's um, earmarked in the calendar for a lot of racing people, not just racing mm. people. It's, it's earmarked in the calendar for a lot of Irish people. Um, yeah. And yeah, the, the crack was mighty. So and, and they've two phenomenal national hunt races. And then it looks like Aidan McGuinness is the new Aidan O'Brien when it comes to those flat handicaps. I think he's eight in the mile. Um, he's, he's, I think he's going to have a similar number in the seven furlong handicap. And yeah, he, he's farmed those races, but um, his profit and loss might be a bit skewered now with, with the amount of darts he's thrown at the race later in the week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Jesse's had a, a nice start anyway, hasn't she? Three mm. winners on day one. Um, been a good, good start, and also Echo and Rain taking it for the amateur race today for Patrick, which Luke, you know, set up for Patrick Leo, one of the hot races that he wanted to win. Mm. And now he has won and it. it. Although, the race I'd be usually looking forward to on on the whole week. I think it's actually tomorrow. I'm just going to double check, um, and it, it's probably the race nobody would ever give a shit about. But it's it, the Phillies maiden at ten past six for the two year olds is usually a really really good race. Um, I think it's um Legatismo <coughs> maiden in the past, and I think Aiden O'Brien's won it with some very smart Phillies. Um, so there's it's usually a race worth following. I think Twinkle won it last year as a result of Jesse running a three year old. So it wasn't the best of um wasn't the best of races, but uh, last year. But it usually throws up a very very good one. I, I can see here that remind. I think you you mentioned remind a few weeks ago. Chris. I did, yeah. Three yeah. Year, well, winner has been well done <coughs> for it. Um, she's a, a daughter of U.S. Navy flag, and then there's uh, Dower House, who is a sister to Churchill, and um, so she's probably going to improve for her first run. And then we've a uh, Sayuni from the Aga Canyon. And there's just probably some. I'd say that's yeah. going to be a very nice race. But then again, that's enough. I'll talk about two-year-old maidens. That's not what you should oh, be looking yeah. to Galway for, really. <laughs> uh, hands up if you've been to Galway, then I've been to Galway. Uh, sorry, not Galway. I mean Goodwood. Hands up if you've been to Goodwood. Oh, everybody. So Frankel second, Sussex at Goodwood. Yeah. Oh, what a, what a, I thought you said Galway, then. I was waiting for Declan to... Yeah, I've been. I've been to Galway. Mm. <laughs> I supposed to be there Friday. Uh, <laughs> You'll be like, why the hell have you all not been to Galway? <laughs> that is an absolute dreadful accent, Chris. He'll kill you for that, Chris. He'll kill you. I know, he'll, yeah. he'll come on in here. It'll be like somebody will text him, uh, telling him that I'm imitating him, and then he'll come on and let me. Hopefully, he does come on later, inebriated like he usually is. But we'll can't wait. I'm missing Declan anyway. Unfortunately, Ronan can't be with us tonight. So if you're tuning in to see Ronan, he's not going to be here this week. But we will um, hopefully speak to Ronan in the coming weeks. We may as well kick things off, boys, because we have got four races that we're going to be covering from the Tuesday and the Wednesday at Goodwood. And then we'll also look at the Galway player out at the end before our next podcast on Wednesday, when we'll look at Thursday, Fridays and Saturday's races as well. Um, so let's kick things off with this vintage stakes. Um, I've put a lot of effort into these graphics this week, boys, because I've tried to include nearly every horse in the race. And Andy, you can appreciate that, because that's a big job, isn't I'm it? I'm impressed, yeah. Chris. I am. I'm seriously impressed. This is superb, this. I'm loving I don't know, it. How, you know, I don't know how you get all your time in, Chris, your part-time job and all as well. Yeah. Hey, I'm six weeks, off the graphics. Graphics. <laughs> six weeks off, so these graphics and everything are going to look spot on. Thanks to Jay Norfall, who does our graphics. He's, a, he's fantastic, that lad. Um, so if anybody fancies hitting up Jay, Nor Jay Norfall, on Twitter, he'll give you some amazing graphics. Um, he's, he's fantastic. Well, let's have a look at this. Um, Holloway Bay, who was uh, impressive enough in the Chesham, is the favourite at two to one. Mysterious Knight is at fours. Dear my friend at sixes with Dawn at Castle, also at 15 to two. 
Galeron for Charlie Hills and Kieran Schumacher, eight to one. It's eleven to one bar those. Um, before we came on, our, uh, I know Andy was saving one for this race that he really likes. Uh, so we'll come to Steve first. What do you fancy for the uh, for this one, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I, like I don't know if you did, I don't know if you did that on purpose, Chris. But... I did. <laughs> we only we only restated this race about half an hour ago. You stick yeah, it's right. because I yeah, it's because I fancied one. I don't know really. It's one of them heats, isn't it? You got an all sort one uh, Cheshire at forty to one. Normally a Cheshire winner would be would probably be a very warm order for this. He probably is quite a warm order at two to one, but how can you say winning a group three on Debbie's a fluke is tough, isn't it? Like the Cheshire's had some shock results in the past, like, but you've also had really, really good winners of the race, like um horses like Churchill, uh, obviously September, she didn't really train on, but you've had really good winners this race in the past. Form this year is looking a bit suspicious, though, isn't it? There's been plenty of yeah, yeah. Alfred Mummins was it drifted on the morning of the race, and he was a four or six shot most of the week. And before racing started, Ascot said he, I think he was, a, he was around even money. I don't know what his SP was in the end, but mm. they thought he was the next coming of Jesus Christ, didn't they? Before the week started, uh, he was spoke, spoken about as their best horse of the week, but Crypto yeah. Force as well didn't really perform, so it's hard to know. but... Mm. We know from years like that, Carl Burke's no four was he with two year olds. He's had plenty of good two year olds that have turned into classic horses over the years. So you can't really judge it until you've seen it run again. Like, it's, there's every chance it should improve. Like, but I just, I'm just at loggers with it. Like, Mysterious Night, I'm not too sure. I think it's quite short in the race for, for what it's done. Mark Johnson's got two unbeaten Colts in the race, both two from two. Um, his record in this race is good as well. It, He's had four winners. He's had a lot of horses placed, but the ones that have won have been top class. Like uh, Mr. Bailey's won this in '93. Uh, went on to win in 2000 guineas. Uh, Lucky Story was was top class. Won it in the early 2000s. Shamadale before he went to Godolphin won this. End up champion two year old won won the Jewess. So the following year when he did go, he won the French guineas and French Derby. So mm. the fact that he's running these two here, they're both they both won both their races well. They definitely command a lot of respect, you know what I mean? But as for a selection, I'm just I'm just I'm just at a loss. Um I'm, I'm, I can't have a bet in the race because I don't fancy anything, but if Yeah. Um and I don't bet Johnson also die regularly, but if I was gonna have a bet <laughs> if I was gonna have a bet, you got two of them two of them unbeaten, probably got a bit more experience than the others. Um and they're both seven to one shots. I'd probably mm. split stakes. But, and then listen to what Andy's got to say and see if he can sway me another way, you know? Yeah, well, before everybody swayed by Andy, I, I can, the one that Andy likes, I was one that kind of put it to the side, really, because I think it revolves around two myself. I thought Mysterious Night would be one of them. Um, I know you were mentioning that there, Steve, but I think, um, you know, it looks like he's going to come into his own over um, the seven furlongs. Um, he's third in that July stakes, was probably the best piece of form, I feel, coming into this. Now, I know... You know, Holloway Bay won the Chesham, um, but the form, like I said, has been battered on more than one occasion for that. You go back to that July slate, so we won by Persian Force. So he's arguably probably the best two-year-old in Britain at the minute. Um, Mysterious Knight, he was staying on, you know, when the winner were probably gone. Uh, if you look at the damn side, Mistrusting was a, a multiple winner over seven, and the half-sister, Althika, was also a multiple winner over seven and was stepped up to the distance. So you have to think Charlie Epperby knows what he's doing here with this horse. And the other one... That I kind of liked in the race was the Charlie Hills um, trained Galeron, 
who stepped up on debut effort, uh, you know, beating the horse that we mentioned earlier, me and you, Steve Trillium, um, who yeah. I think has got a really good chance in the Molecome on, on Wednesday. Uh, another one who I think step up to seven will, you know, will suit. Um, I can see those Johnson Purr off, you know, having a little bit of a battle up the front, both of them, and uh, setting it up for a closer anywhere around Goodwood. But, you know, Johnston, it's a meeting that he targets every year, and I'll come to Andy now because, Andy, you know, you like one of these Johnsons, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, I really fancy one of them. Uh, for a start, Holloway boy is a place lay. I think. Um, I I don't think he'd even make the frame here. I I was very suspect of the form. I think people were having connection issues. Chris and we talked about who were the best two year olds a few weeks ago, and I thought Perling Path was the best horse in that Windsor, uh, not Windsor Castle, Chesham Stakes. Yeah. Um, I thought he had his pocket picked. The look to win a, a listed race on debut take is no mean feat, but I I just don't think it was a very strong race in the slightest a lot of the mark protagonists as they said underperformed and the form has had the shit kicked out of it the last couple of weeks so uh, perling pat finishing last and the tyrus being the prime example um dark 30 who i believe was well behind in the chesham that day as well was third in a superlative stakes which i also think was a pretty weak race uh won by isaac shelby um so i i just think that you can kind of knock them knock that out to be to be brutally honest and then that kind of leaves the race wide open. I think Mysterious Knight will really have to improve. That July stakes form is... It depends what you think of the Coventry form. I think Persian Force is very you know, nice it was horse. Like, wasn't it, I thought, at Yeah. Just, just done enough Persian Force. It wasn't mm. spectacular. Just It was better than the rest and just done it that way. True. And if Little Big Bear had ran, Persian Force probably be... Or Persian Force, Mysterious Knight probably be double the price because Little Big Bear would have won that race. Um and then you would have been dealing with a, a group two fourth not a group two third and it, i know it's not a big difference but it probably would have pushed the price out you've got three horses then in here that have won with penalties um dear my friend who was my fancy for the race Dornock castle and marban so they're three very smart horses and i think they're the three that are most likely to actually fill the frame here i think they've won with penalties which is um in my opinion, I say it every week, it's no mean feat. It's really difficult to do because you just never know what you're coming up against with young developing horses. Uh, Dear, my friend, was very impressive under a penalty at Beverly. Uh, Sol Kao, I think, was the horse he beat. Um, mm. Yeah, he was beaten half length by uh, Dear, my friend, at Carlisle. And then that distance was extended to five lengths despite receiving six pounds from the next time out at Beverly. So it just shows a clear progression. Um, now maybe the runner-up wasn't at his best that day but he just looked like a really smart horse to went through the gears and I don't think anything would have beaten him that day and look if you wanted to rock him up in 95 in handicap which I don't know why you do it but if they wanted to I'd say he'd be well handicapped I'd, I would imagine this horse is very very smart I'd be easily take this step up in grade in his stride Dornock Castle it was a really good debut he beat Coco Jack who was a 90 rated uh, two-year-old by Wings of Eagles, believe it or not. Um, he beat him well by three and a half lengths. Then he had a penalty kick at air. He actually didn't have to improve at all to win it air, judging by the strength of his debut form. Um, I don't think, Chris, that they're going to take each other on. They'd be off their box to do that. Uh, they're from the same stable. They both like to go forward, but they don't look like uncomplicated horses. I think they were just the two best horses in the race. And with Mark Johnson, if he has the best horse in the race, they're just going to go off and make all and win. Um and then you have Marban, who beat some pretty well-bred and expensive horses with a penalty at Salisbury. Um, one of them being We Could Be Heroes, 
who wasn't far behind the Godolphin horse in that superlative stakes. Um, the name is just um, getting... Uh, it's, it's a bit away from it's me. Now, right yeah, uh, it, it is there. So I think that's actually pretty strong form as well. And again, 89 would probably underestimate him. But for me, dear my friend, just it was a really, really taking performance. Uh, out of a Teofilio mare as well, which I might add, which is... Um, you know, Teofilio Mares have produced so far this season, Caribus, Cache, uh, Maljum, and um, he's the sire of naval power as well, the impressive winner in the um, at Ascot this week, and actually McSweeney as well, off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So, look, there's a lot going for it, and I, I just think that that performance is really, really impressive, and <clears> he <throat> would be probably my bet of the Tuesday anyway, probably my bet of the podcast, but I, I really fancy him. I think he's he created a real favourable impression, and I wouldn't mind being in that Midland Park syndicate because there's probably, I'd say, the telephone be ringing after tomorrow. Not your typical devil, is it? Is he even winning twice on fast? Yeah, no, not yeah for a pivotal. Yeah, it is. It's rare enough, but um, look, he, he just grabbed the ground well, and I think um, Harry's probably going to go into a bit. I think he said stuff about the time, so he he might back me up. He might not. I don't know, but um, yeah, no, they usually do need a bit of cut, but this lad was just mm. taking it all in a stride, and he really really create a favorable impression with me he's actually probably one of my favorite two-year-olds in the uk at the minute i think he's that good so if i think he's that good, one entry, I, he does he does yeah but look you get group one entries free and happy meals mm. these days because they're always the early closers especially for the two-year-olds so um look he, he's got his group two here and i think it's a very winnable group two um, but the horses with penalties, as i said they, they'd be the ones i'd be looking at more so than the group form um at this moment in time Cheers, Andy. Uh, let's come to Harry next. Let's check if he's actually working his mic. Hello, can we hear me? Yay, can there we go. Oh, finally. Unless you were going to mention some times then, Harry, weren't you? Yeah, I know. Mm. Well, I hope you're all all well. So, uh, yes, as I did hear the Tesco mention. I have just finished work, so I do apologise <laughs> for that uh, abrupt entry. But, no, um, I'm going to back up everything Andy said. Um, I seriously think, dear my friend, is one of the... Uh, one of my strongest fancies for tomorrow, at least. I, th I mean, if you just go off Midland Park, this year they've absolutely, uh, I won't say burst onto the scene because they've been on for years, but I just think Midland Park this year have really got the eye of people. Obviously, you've got Eddie's boy who won, uh, was it last week uh, at York? Um, two weeks ago, yeah. The, the sprint ago, well, I mean, that was Newbury, I mean, got, yeah. Yeah, Newbury, that's it. But yeah, they've got some serious talent that Midland Park. And like Andy said, I think the phone, I think the phone will be ringing. Over was seven and a half furlongs last time at Beverly. This horse, I mean, it, I think I know we were talking about the, the the two Johnston pair going hard up front, but I don't think this is going to be a real a real problem because I think that they're both kind of versatile, or at least dear my friend is, I think. Um, and I think it's one of those. I think it's one of those. And it's a little bit interesting for me that Franny Norton is. I think he's had the pick of the two, and he's gone well. I think for dear my friend is probably the better of the two two-year-olds, um, and I think if you just go off to his his last his last run, if you just want to watch it back, the way he went through the race, it was going so easy when everyone was go was getting put. And I know he, he might have beat trees that day, but for me, it's a two-year-old to learn so much since day one to then go back on to fire the penalty. Um, I think I think I think even this drop back to half a furlong, he's going to be an absolute monster to get past, and it's going to take a seriously good one to get past him than that one as well. So I think Holloway Boy, um, like the lads were saying, it's just one of those. Do you take it with a pinch of salt? His Royal Ascot win because the first new newcomer to win at Royal Ascot since 1996 
in the chess room. It's just it's it's one of those things. It could it could just be a bizarre. The horse could be really good. Carl Burke's two year olds have been flying all year, but for me, I think dear my friend Charlie Mark Johnston. Now the trends are backing up dear my friend as well. So um, I think back off levels. I think Franny Norton's chose the right one. I think he's going to be versatile. He'll be ridden prominently, and it's going to take a bloody good one to get past him. I tell you that. So. No, dear my friend for me, lads, is uh, one of the good picks of the week. A bloody good one to get past him. I see Brad Carter in the comments there has put, he thinks Marban, Marban could be one in this. He needs to support a strong chance each way. Um, was Marban one that you came up with, Ash? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I will just caveat this. I, I went through the race. I was at Royal Ascot when um, Holloway Boy won. And he is going to be my selection. I was really, I was stood in, I can't remember the stands at Royal Ascot now, I was stood in the Royal Enclosure stand. Uh, and the way he moved through the race, the, the form is, we, we all know the form's not amazing. The way he moved through the race, the way he quickened up, I was like speechless. Like it was very good. And I, I, I thought he quickened up really nicely. I thought he's a very good horse. I love when a horse steps up from debuts that second race. I think there's lots of improvements we had there, especially in a two-year-old who's already done it on a listed level on his debut. So I think there's more to come for this horse. Um, the one I would fear is dear, dear my friend. I will back up Andy here. I did a little bit of timing studying from his Beverly win, uh, his five-length Beverly wing. Uh, he was sub 11 and a half seconds um, in the sort of like sort of from the, uh, the between the three pole and the one pole. He was clocking sub 11.5 seconds per furlong. Um, he was also hanging into the rail as well. He, he wasn't on a true line. He was hanging into the rail. Didn't look didn't look amazing, but he still did that time really well. He was eased up and still clocked 12 and a half final final furlong there. And just, just to put that into context, when, when we're talking about Persian force, um, a lot of people were saying his Coventry was really, really quick on the times. Uh, not his Coventry, sorry, his um, Brocklesby was really, really quick on the times. He mm -hmm. was clocking sub 11 seconds, uh, and that was over five furlongs. This horse is quick. This horse is quick. 11.5 seconds for a seven, furl seven and a half furlong race. Very quick horse. Um, as Andy said, pivotal um, out of a Tierfilo mare, love that pedigree. Potentially could step up in trip. You know the pedigree would suggest that uh, further on along the line. But I shouldn't see why seven furlongs should be an issue. One seven and a half dropping back that shouldn't be an issue. So I've made a very good case there for dear my friend. Yeah, I'm going to go against him. I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to put up favourites, and I feel like there might be a running trend here today. I might put up a few more favourites, but. I, I do, I wrote in my notes here, and this was before I looked anywhere further because I saw Holloway Boy. But sorry to be boring here, but I think Holloway, Holloway Boy just wins. Um, and I, I think he I think he does. Uh, look, we can question the form, but I think uh, he will step up well. Mysterious Knight, I think a lot of people will just look straight at his racing postcard and see Persian Force and go backing him. I think there's more to it. I think he wants stepping up in trip. I don't think the seven furlongs would be suited for him. He, he The Persian Force form is there i don't think it was that good in that race uh new market so i'm gonna be with holloway boy but i can easily see the case with dear my friend okay let's go over selections there because we've got a bit of a mi mixed bag there because we've got back in for holloway boy we've got place lays for holloway boy uh, <laughs> let's just go over it ash you are firmly in the holloway boy camp yeah uh less firmly than i was but yeah okay uh and i love this i love this i love when ash is on the fence I'm... i love it I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm looking on the exchanges at the minute. Like the market has a maturity. He's currently twos on for four places. Holloway boy, I'll take that. I'll lay that all day, and so it'll probably be shorter by the morning time. But I, yeah, I'm very firmly with dear my friend. I, I really fancy him. 
I, I could see uh, him drifting, I was going to say. He's twos at the moment. Mm. I could see him drifting. I could see a lot of people taking the stance of Harry and Andy, especially high-profile people. I could see him drifting because of the lack of form there, but I'll still be backing him whatever price he goes off. The funny thing is, if if he beat Alfred Munnings in neck, he'd probably be four to six, but the form yeah, just the didn't. You know, the, the, the form just didn't. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Mm. Okay, state you. I was just listening to Ashley and I just thought I'd quickly watch the race back to Chesham and everything he sort of said was sort of true to... He, said he was stunned last, like, two hours. He's, he's made up six lengths in the last furlong. Yeah. I don't know whether they've come back to him or not, but he may come back whether it's a serious turn of thought or they've just fell into him. Like, to do that on debut is really, really impressive. And is that, Am I true in saying he was supplemented for the race a couple of days before? I don't I know whether... Not... Sure. I, I think he was... Sure. I think he might be entered and they weren't going to go for it, but the owners oh, had yeah, a box uh, and the, the person who gave him a box let them down. So Carl mm -hmm. said, oh, let's just run it so he can have the free tickets. Um, <laughs> and obviously he won the race. My negative would be, he did, come up, he did come up the side <laughs> of the track where there was an advantage. Um, oh, no, I'm wrong. The advantage was the other side, wasn't it? Do you know what? I just, yeah. I, that was just so impressive, the way he, what he'd done from the two pole to the, whether they went too quick, I don't know. Like you say, you've done, you do the times, but that... That looked visually impressive now. Watch it back a third time, then I'd, I'd go with him as well. Oh, yeah. I've got him, Harry. I got Steve in. <clears throat> what are you, Harry? Seriously? Um, I am a dear my friend all the way. A few, few selections there. I'm with I'm with Mysterious Knacks. I think the step up to seven furlongs at, at Unbreeding looks perfect. And uh, Charlie Apple knows the time of day for these horses. That's for me. Um, Let's move on, boys. Three o'clock is the next race for tomorrow. Um, it's not a bad Lennox Sticks, is it? Do you think, Andy, on, on face value? Um, I wouldn't go screaming from the rooftops that I should be upgraded to a grade one, put it that way, or group one, put it that way. Um, I, I read a really interesting article saying um, they want to replace, or not replace, but put on um, a group one, either, they want a seven for a group one, basically, in England. Um, and it's either between Goodwood, the Lennox, or the city of York at York, obviously. Um, having a group one at Goodwood with the day before a one-mile group one at Goodwood would uh -huh. be absolutely fucking baffling. I wouldn't put it beyond the BHA to do it now. <laughs> I wouldn't put it not beyond the realms. They already have four seven furlong group twos in the space for about a month and a half with this, the city of York, the Hungerford, and the I think it's the challenge oh, at Newmarket. So it's starting, it's coming. Uh, the apps and there's there'll be no seven furlong races for the rest of, for, for anything now in, in the next uh, If you want to include the minstrel in Ireland, it's even worse because that was only last week. Run these seven anyway, into the ground this month. Yeah, that's what they do. They it, the yeah. seven furlong horse, they're like come out of hibernation from July to the end of September. Yeah. Um anyway, um I'll let Steve talk about sacred because um He's probably he's he's probably sitting on a pretty perch there. Why don't we um, first of all, Andy, talk about Gubas who didn't get the entry last week? Who's got the entry in here now? Yeah, and they've decided to stick him in Group Two, um, yeah. even though we thought he was well handicapped up 108. I don't think he's much chance in this field, to be honest. Um, I I think he I think he's a smart colt or is a smart colt. He's a gelding now. I think he's a smart gelding who will win races. I'm not sure he's up to this level. Um, there was nothing that was really kind of taking my eye in the in that international stakes last week and i just thought a, a three-year-old with his profile would have a really good chance in it but they've gone for the um they've gone for this and they've, i suppose they've secured ryan Moore's services he could go well but i'd be with lucille um and i know the three-year-olds again similar to the windsor or similar to the cheshman the shit kicked out in them the last week or so in terms of form 
but I've always made no secret how much I really like Lucille. I, I think he's a serious, serious cold. Beaten a head in the James's Palace, uh, beaten a length and a half then in France in the uh, Morris de Geest, or sorry, not Morris de Geest, the Jean Pratt. Um, and he was literally beating two noses or something like he was really unlucky. This is a step down in class. And as I said, I don't think there's very, all of these are beatable. And that includes sacred. Like I, I, Steve had a great spot and, and look, I'm not going to, uh, he probably doesn't want to be after time. He's on a nice race. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced of her form really like their best piece of form is probably beating Saffron Beach in a Guineas trial. That, uh, Hungerford at Newbury, I don't think was a strong race, and I suppose the Group One was a was a good effort in at Royal Ascot, but that was a thirty runner Group One. It was a, it was probably a bad race, but then again, this is a bad race as well. So I'm probably am tripping over myself a little bit. And um, there's going to be horses going from the front here, a lot of pace. Pogo obviously be the main the main pace angle. It, he'll give it himself. He'll give it a great go from the front, but I I think it's going to be hard to make all in this particular race. I suppose it will be a different test for Lucille because they've kind of crawled in the last two starts and now he's going to be going at a, a full you know, full clip for this seven. But I think he's the one horse in this race that still has the potential to make up into a group one horse. You could maybe argue sacred over seven um, in something like the foray at the end of the season, but she needs quick ground. Breeders' Cup mile, possibly, I don't know. But there's nothing else in this field that really I'd be, you know excited to back in a group one except for the sale so if i think about that it'd be kind of stupid not to back him mm, cheers and for andrew let's come to harry next uh this is this is probably one of my this is well this is definitely my strongest fancy of the, the day tomorrow um obviously if you go against dear my friend but no sacred i know people are saying she's so short there's only been uh three runner three female runners in this race and one of them's won. So um five year olds have got a horrific record in this race. So if you go off that, Pogo, Happy Power, so dance a lot there, you can just discount them straight away. I think like Andy said that Pogo will take them along. Um seven winners of the Lennox recently, uh, they ran at Ascot last time out. So if you narrow that down, you go Sacred Kim Ross. Um I thought if you just got off Sacred's run in the um well in, in the Platinum Jubilee it's a trip that I don't think is suitable. I think seven's a perfect trip. She's running against horses. You've got Creative Force, Native Naval Crown, Artorias. Uh, in behind, you've got Alcohol Freeze, just come out and one of six. These are all proper six furlong horses, and this is that's their best trip. And I think for Sacred to run so well in the Platinum Jubilee over six, I think stepping up to, back to seven is going to be no no harm done at all. I think you can even upgrade the you can even upgrade it and then well I think just she's got she's a the best seven furlong horse in the race um she comes from the back she travels strongly and if she's if she's still coming if she's still tanking two furlongs out she's got to turn a foot and if she's if she just kicks into that little turbo I don't think there's going to be anyone that catches her um and I, the, the vibes around her are good uh the haggis team really fancy her um I just can't see what she's she's my nap of the day Fellas, to be fair, I think Sacred, you can still get 15 to 8. I would expect a little drift, to be fair. I would expect a little drift, but it wouldn't put me off at all. I think she's the best horse in the race by a mile. And, uh, yeah, Sacred for me, I think, all the way. Super, thanks, Harry. Quite confident there. Damo Clark in the comments there saying, I don't see why Sacred is so short. 
Ooh, Damo Taker's on there. Brad also saying uh, next year the BHA will have sorted that and the race schedules are shot and I've been for ages, we know that. Yeah, bloody Declan mentions it every single day of the week on here. Uh, let's come to you, Ash, next. Where are you going for this Lennox Stakes? Yeah, I, I agree with Damon Clark there. I, I took a look at took one look at this and I didn't really know why Sacred was so short. Like I, I couldn't understand why Lucille wasn't at least, you know, joint favourite if you really want to put Sacred in there, if not just outright favourite. Um he's had some nice runs over a mile on SSM seven furlongs, he's had some nice runs over a mile, six in the Guineas, second in the St. James Palace behind Caribus both both times in those in those races. Um we know what Caribus is. I know that the uh the Haggis Yard really like my Prospero at home. Um, they they just they they think he's a really smart horse when I won that Group Two over in France recently. <clears throat> so that's solid form. But I do think some of his better runs have come over seven furlongs. Um, he was second to Perfect Power in the Greenham. Uh, I think you can actually upgrade this performance because um, Lucille was weaving a little bit and then stayed on at the line. Uh, third um, behind Tenebrism most recently. That was over seven. Just checking my notes correctly. Uh, that was over seven, yeah. Andy, Andy, Andy mentioned it there. Um, both Group Ones there. I, I think he could have gone a bit uh, closer if he was on the rail. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Lucille here. Uh, he has the form in the book. Um, I, I went with I went with purely form on the weekend with Dubai Honor, and that stung me a little bit. But I'm happy to go purely form here. Um, Sacred, nice run in the Platinum Jubilee. The step up will improve, and the form has been backed up. Alcohol free. Creative Force, Naval Crown, Minzel, they've all come out and either won or run run nicely in some decent races afterwards. Um, but I, I do think Lucille here, and I'll, I'll wait till Harry's back to mention what we were we were messaging on on Snapchat earlier. Um, there he is, if you can hear me. Uh, we're going to have a little five-pound <laughs> match bet. Um, we're having a match bet on Lucille and Sacred because um, he's firmly Sacred, I'm firmly Lucille here. Um, so... It's, it's Lucille for me, Chris. Um, I would give a small mention to Sandrine uh, receiving all the allowances. Uh, I think seven furlongs could be a perfect trip. Uh, if you watch her six furlong races last season, uh, she was behind Tenebrism in the Cheveley Park. That was when Tenebrism actually flew home. Uh, she came well off the pace and showed bags of speed uh, to improve and only lose by, I think, a couple furlongs. Um, she, she tried to deliver a chance, but Tenebrism just came flying past. Went straight up to a mile for the Guineas uh, and in the Falmouth. She was travelling much the best, I'd say, uh, in both those races, uh, but just didn't stay out the trip. I think a drop back down to seven would be really nice. Uh, the pedigree would suggest so. A, a Bobby's kitten who won the Breeders' Cup turf sprint uh, out of a pivotal mare. That uh, should just slot in seven furlongs perfectly for Sandrine. Uh, so I'll, I'll be playing both in the race, but I'd be more comfortable on Lucille and Sandrine each way. Sandrine definitely deserves to get her head in, head in front in one of these races. She's been so consistent. I, really, I can't believe she? she's 14 to 1. I can't believe yeah, she's yeah. 14 to 1. She, 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 she's quite a well balanced filly, too, really, for to handle somewhere mm. like Goodwood, I would say. She's a good price yeah. there at 14 to 1, I would say. Uh, yeah, myself. Uh, Have a reverse in cast, Philly just, just before we come to Steve, uh, I'll just mention this to Andy and um, yourself, Ash. Are you worried about Lucille and the two quick runs, really, in the past month? Uh, I but it has to be in the back of your head, yeah. But look at the racehorses, so mm. it doesn't really like what, um, you know, like it's not like he's been. It's not like he's been. It's it's not like he's gone from a Charlie Hall on heavy ground to a Ladbrokes yeah. Trophy on soft ground to a King George or something. That's it. Yeah. No, they're two. It's basically he, sprints. He just seems a very scary horse. He seems a very scary horse. 
Ash, you've just lost a father, apparently, Brad says. Yeah, what a comment that is, by the way. Well, I, I would offer to yeah. go for another match. I'll come to you next, Steve. Because, <laughs> I would offer um, another match, but I don't have, I don't have another father. He doesn't have another father, that's it. He's got to work hard. <laughs> he's spending it. He's, at the losing, it, losing, it in the t he's losing it with uh, when he, in the 225, isn't he, really, when he backs Holloway Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky has a fiver to begin with in the scratcher on Monday at midday. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to come to Steve now, but I'll throw to Steve with this. What do you think of Pogo, Steve? Um, Reggie's putting here. Um, Pogo's not done much wrong, has he? Always overlooked. Very gutsy horse, Pogo is. Anyway, oh, and Richie also mentioned before that he was at Chepstow last week. He had a really nice time and he got a nice wave from Isabel Williams. Jesus Christ, man! What do you want? You got a wave from think... Isabel Williams. <laughs> oh, go on, Steve. I think you made a good point about this. So I know he's had two quick runs. When you think of how bad Westover was Saturday, it's just, it does put it in the back of your mind, the quick runs. But uh, Pogo, I don't think Pogo's got any chance. He's, he was a free-to-one shot early in the week. He's on the slide and rightly so. Um, he's going to make the run and set it up for one of these one of these speedier with a turn of foot. Arteries. It's hard to make all of Goodwood. Yeah. He's a sitting duck. I think his last runs as well in the last year, when he was here last year, he was a sitting duck. He led to yeah, he's done it at Haydock and the horse is like, um, some Ray Major who don't like to go past horses anymore, them sort of horses done it twice to him. But, um, Don's end up in Australia. If you say one of the if you say one of in France, you're probably right in saying he should be close to favouritism here, but it just it just looked one pace in France. We thought we should have kicked on earlier at Ascot. I just, I'm just worried, I'm just wondering whether the drop in trip's really what he wants. I'm not saying he wants to step up in trip, I just think. He probably should have took his chance in trying to be second to Baid, you know, like yeah. he was coming back, mm. he was coming back at Carabas in the St. James Palace. I just don't think the step the drop back in trip suited him at all. For an also in the start of the year, I didn't think we'd actually get a mile. But um you got Kim Ross. Kim Ross's best wins have been on with a bit of giving the ground, won this race last year after winning the race at uh, Haydock. Doesn't seem to be in the same sort of form. Uh Lana Cash had a nice little uh, confidence booster at Chester. But there's not one in this class when it's when it's, it's always been second, third, or fourth. So for me, it's got to improve more. Um, Ever Given's sort of been in and out this year. He's had a couple of blinders, but for me, it just doesn't seem like it's his class. Um, so dance a lot. Has won the trade twice in 18 and 19. Could he do a Breton Rock? I don't think so. He's eight now. Uh, I think it was a French club. Um, it was Frank Gerard Mossy rode him, didn't he, when he won a few years ago? Um, Who's this day, sorry? I'm talking about um, to dance a lot. Gerard Mossy rode him, didn't he, two years on yeah, the Yeah, he did, yeah, with his white gloves yeah, on. Oh, yeah. um, I backed two in a race. I backed, well, in our little group, we were watching, watching some of the markets after Ascot and Sacred opened up 12 to 1 in this race. I just looked through the field and I just thought... Um, I just thought the race. I thought the race would cut up, and I thought it'd be a lot shorter. And I had a little bit on, but um, I've not had enough on some to any like uh, life-changing sums of money. But I've had a little bit on at twelves. The reason it's seven to four, people are questioning it is she's unbeaten over seven. She won the Nell Green. She then travelled great in the Guineas, but she didn't get home. She then came back out after a nice rest and won, won the Hungerford, where she's she bolted up. Um, she's a good animal. This is her trip. She's got her ground. She's going to have horses like Pogo make the running. Um, the problem we do have is that traffic could be a problem for her, you know, like she's going to be held up for a late run. And as you know, good, but if you're on the inside or whatever Tom decides to do, he's going to drop her out. It's whether he, it's whether he goes a brave man's route or whether he thinks he's got the best horse under him and 
and comes wide. But um, I think seven four. I still, I think she's a really, really good bet. Still, I wouldn't be going in again at seven four. I back Sandrine as well today at sixteens. Yeah. Um, just... If you watch this, if you watch the coronation, she came really wide. About further than that, she was only a length or so behind the protagonist before Inspiral come through. And, she, and at Newmarket again last time, she went toe-to-toe really, really early. And I just don't think she's been seeing out the mile well enough. I think a drop no. back to seven is a really, yeah. really positive thing. And um, another thing, Baldwin's also just seems to be picking up a little bit of form now. The last three or four years, he's had outstanding seasons, isn't he? But it's been a bit slow this year. You think of alcohol-free winning the uh, July Cup after... Hardly beating a horse all year. The yard are just starting to find a bit of form. I'm, I'm not backed out with stats, but some of their, some of his horses just running a bit better. Yeah, he's had four uh, winners out of the last seven runners. And uh, I think she's, I think she's a really, really outstanding each way chance against a lot of exposed animals. Um, but sacred, I've got to stick with her. I'm on a nice prices, so um, yeah. Sandring to chase her own. No, even. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have one more, one more possible negative for Sacred was nope. she, she has her best performances have been fresh after nice breaks. She got after running well, Royal Ascot as a two year old, she had a couple of quick runs there, a bit they weren't too great. I'm just wondering, my, my only negative would be that um, she was trained to the minute for the Diamond Jubilee over six and she had a hell of a hard race. Um, She'd done exactly what we thought she did. She'd get out of pace and she'd run on really late and she flew late home, but Tom was getting after her after three furlongs. She's had a really, really hard run and there's always that slight possibility there's a small bounce in her. Do you know what I mean? Mm. What were we now, three weeks since Ascot or maybe a little yeah. bit more? That'd be my only negative about her. But if she's in if she's in good form, I think she'll pick these up late. The only the only thing I'd say on that, lads, um, is that I think it's interesting that they were so keen to keep her trained on and I think the fact that she's come out of the race I think if the case was oh okay that, that that's enough now I think okay we'll we'll just let we'll let her do what she wants now but I think this is a really positive move and I think it's pulled Aldaria who was the anti-post favourite for this as well who's unbeaten so I, exactly. I think needs soft though might be might, might be ways I've done that but yeah well I just think it's a really positive move from the team and I think that if she wouldn't have trained on and if she was probably showing levels that she wasn't really interested anymore, or even the fact that they had they had plans to move on, but I think now that she's trained on, I think it's a really good move. I think trained on, she's lightly raced as well. Yeah, she's exactly. So, um, and she's very talented as well. You can't get you can't you can't not say that she is a very talented talented horse. Oh yes. Right. Uh, go over selections before I put up a, a little tweet that's just been tweeted. Uh, Steve. Uh, sacred to big Sandrine, yeah. I'll take Sandrine each way myself. And Lucille, Ash, Lucille to beat Sandrine, and Harry. Uh, the nap is sacred. The nap is sacred. Just put up this little tweet here, boys. You need to see this one from our very own Declan Carroll. Oh, oh it's yeah. a lovely tweet. Look at these idiots. Wouldn't know a Galway plate if it came up and mounted them, especially Stephen. He's right. He's right. <laughs> oh, well, he's still loving it. He must be watching in the uh, bar right now. That he loves one. us, really. He, loves, he does love us, really. Yes, he does. He does love us. He lives and breathes this show. I was hoping he, he was here for the Galway race so I can go for a shower. <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> You've got to stay here for that, buddy. Uh, don't forget, keep getting involved in the chats. We'd love to put up, put up the comments. Keep telling us your thoughts this week. Uh, we've got three more races we're going to come to. Next one is the Goodwood Cup Stakes, which is the Group 1 on Tuesday. Uh, let's have a look at this. There's three vying for favouritism right at the top of the market. Um, and it's those three. Kiprios, Trusan, Stradivarius. It's the clash. The clash that we've been waiting for, isn't it, Ash? Uh, yeah, it's been waiting for, and um, I can't really work out who's going to win, to be honest. Um, it could just be as simple as Kiprios just backs up Royal Ascot and goes and wins. Um, I, I, I listened to something, I think it was Betfair Barry earlier on Racing TV, uh, about Ryan Moore said in his recent Betfair column that Kiprios won it sort of like snugly at Royal Ascot. Uh, I don't believe that, to be honest. Uh, I know he was on board, and that's a bold statement. But like, he was he was one of the first off the bridle come around the bends. Uh, he went down to Mojo Star and had to really, really rally to go and win. Um, so look, it was a nice performance at Royal Ascot, but um, he deserved to be favourite. I'm not knocking him. I just think there's room to take him on. Um, I I can't work out Stradivarius. I had a little sort of uh, a couple of tweets to and from with a few people earlier in the week. Um, and talking about how Stradivarius's value at three to one, I thought that was I thought the market's right. I could see Stradivarius winning, but I couldn't see Stradivarius going much shorter. I know he's one of these like public horses, but um I think a lot of a lot of well informed people will be getting on Kiprios here, uh, rather than Stradivarius and they were trying to take eleven to four as value. I, I didn't really believe that personally. Um I think he's still in good form. Um He's in, he's in better company these years than he was in his Gold Cup winning years. Uh, I still think him as a horse is is in good form. Uh, Coltrane's really interesting runner, um, really interesting. One of these progressive types who just keeps getting better and better. Uh, his Sandown win was, I thought, incredible, uh, very good. Um, you have to question the form slightly, but I, I was very, very tempted to make a case for him. Um because I can't make a strong enough case for the top three in the market, I'm just going to leave them. Uh, Trushan, of course, it seems like he might go, but Alan King and Tom Marquand and Holly Doyle have said if there's any description of firm, he probably shouldn't run. Uh, and I think the clerk was saying it might be good to firm by the first race uh, tomorrow. Um, I was just going to have one bet in this race, uh, and it's going to be enemy at 50 to 1 uh, for Ian Williams and William Buick. Um, I think enemy he's had one mediocre run um within a baff bafflingly run race in the in the henry the second stakes at sandown uh finished fifth that's when quick form won and mark on was on board vintage mark on ride um and he's now turned up 50 50 to one for the goodwood cup uh before that he was very lucky in running at ascot in the group three cigarro uh where he was that was the one where he was boxed in against princess zoe um He's only ran, he, he clocked an RPR of 114 that day. Uh, it was only six pounds below the best RPR of what Kiprios has achieved, and that was at Ascot. Uh, before that, on his first run in the UK this season, he beat Dark Jedi at Musselburgh very comfortably, comfortably when giving way to weight, eased up at the line. Um, if, I've, if I've judged this right, I think Kiprios will probably shorten up, will probably go and win. Uh, but I think, I think, I think Trusham won't run. Um, and I think when Trushan comes out, I hope Enemy's price stays around 50 or 40 to 1. Uh, and hopefully Enemy will chase home Kiprios or produce a career best and go and win it. It's hmm. a bull shout there, Ash. Uh, what about you, Harry? What are you going for? Uh, no, uh, I think Ash has got his spot on here. I do really like Enemy as a horse. I think um, you look at you look at his win. Was it first time out this year when he absolutely he just... It was like, it was like yeah. a steer 
job. It was like it was just a joke. It was a pleasure to watch. Um, I think Buick's a really good booking um, for the horse, but for me, um, I think when people say Kiprios was a little bit lucky, I, th- I don't think that's right because Ryan Moore was fuming. That's in the line. In his ITV interview, he was absolutely seething. He was he was fuming with the trip he had round. He said he didn't really he didn't really try to travel that much, if I can remember rightly. And I just think he's he's remember he's only a four year old, and there's plenty more improvement to come. I think if he gets a nicer trip round, there's nothing that's going to beat him. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying this hand on heart now. Um, I was I was really impressed. The fact that a four year old was getting pushed along. Before the, I think it was it about three out. I think in the uh, in the Gold Cup around the bend, about, yeah, it's been around the bend. Yeah, it, it was it was a, it was it's a long way out, and he just looked to get further and further and further and further. I mean, if Deck was on now, we'd probably say put him in the national. He'd probably go close, but no, uh, it's it, mm. it, it. I really do think Kiprios is a, a solid better. I don't know why he's drifting a little bit because I can see um, on the exchanges a little bit, a little bit going going against him. I just think. True, Sean, like you said, if there's any bit of firm in the ground, he ain't going to run. So, it'll be in his stables till half an hour before and then you get hit with the rule four. I just think Kiprios is the best horse in the race, lads, to be fair. I think Stradivarius can't match Kiprios at this point in his career. And that's simple as. And the rest aren't good enough to beat him. So, uh, there's plenty more improvement. And Ryan Moore, I can just see, kicking on. He knows what he's got under his belly. So, if he's firing, he, he, I think he's going to win. Cheers, all right. So we think Trushan's not going to run, Steve, yeah? I don't know. I was sort of hoping there'd be a little bit of juice just so we get spectacles as fans, do you know what I mean? Um, he has been the best star in, in Europe for the last two years, you know, but he's always wanted a little bit of give. Like, you think last year's conditions, he absolutely, he absolutely pissed up, didn't he? But um, we've got a new kid on the block. It's just, I was listening to the boys, like, I thought he won really snugly at Ascot. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Um, I think he's. I think when you watch, sometimes you watch more. Like you give it a little bit of a shove. He was in. He was in an outside position all the way, wasn't he? And I think the horse just was just uh, was just running a bit lazily. He had a lot of daylight, and yeah. to actually win the way he did. Like I never for a moment thought Mojo Star was going to beat him. Ryan doesn't really give him too many cracks. It was. I thought it was plenty cosy enough. Um, it's interesting actually talking about enemy. Um, I, I think enemy's a really, really good bet for the Ebor. Um, they blew that mark, I'm also. Well, we, it doesn't matter, I don't think so. I think you're gonna have you only have six or seven pounds between the top and bottom weight anyway. So, yeah, I suppose. The, the muscle of a race was mile and six. Um, if you watch the cigar again, Buick's had a fucking mare, but he still, he still had enough time to win the race. Um, my theory was he just didn't get home over the two. Um, even quick form still outstanding for second. Uh, whether you make excuses or not, like I had a big bet on enemy that day as well. I don't know if boys remember we'd done a podcast and I sort of stuck him up. Um, it was a dandy week, wasn't it? But, um, yeah, yeah, it was. Called Buick a few names, but it, I don't <laughs> think he would have won anyway. Uh, I just think two miles, that just stressed him a bit, which is why I think a mile and six round you could be right up his street with maybe on good ground, you know what I mean? But if he's going to get two, it'll be here because he's a lot of Daniel running. I could see him being quite short in running, coming to the four pole, you know, because he tra- he does travel well. Birk will drop him out. Um, he's definitely an interesting run. I wouldn't I wouldn't put the boys off their, off their 50 to one, do you know what I mean? Um, Coltrane as well, the penny seems to have dropped. He won the Melrose a couple of years ago. Um, 
then didn't really go on with it. But this year he seems to the penny's definitely dropped as a stayer. He pissed up at Ascot. Um and the Sandown race was like like Ash said it was breathtaking, wasn't it? Like ten legs yeah. he put between himself and it's definitely yeah, it awesome the other day. Yeah. Really yeah, He's nine to one on merit, you know. He, he, he could even be shorter. Um, Stradivarius, I couldn't, I couldn't back it with counterfeit. I really couldn't. I just think he's had his day. Poor Frank, he's took a lot of stick this year. Like, all right, didn't really go to plan at Ascot, but he's won on Neil's plenty of times. He got, he got stick for last year's run at Ascot, where it didn't really matter. He, he wouldn't have been subjectivist last year, and he was it Prince's Zoe that was second in last year's Ascot Gold Cup. Yeah, um, the four-time winner of this race, though, mate. It is, but on all sorts of different grounds. I think I do think he goes better with a bit of giving ground. He's an eight-year-old now. Uh, he just isn't for me. I think he'll drift right as well. Like, I know he's a public horse, and they might go for him, but I couldn't. I couldn't touch him. If there was give, I'd, I'd, I'd quite like Trushan, but I just think the favourites. The favourite looks too solid. He's new kid on the block. He was the unexposed one going into the Gold Cup and. He beat he beat all the all those that have been there and done it. And um if you're saying he's lazy, I suppose the dropping trip might be a concern, but not for me. I just I just think he runs lazy and I think when Ryan gets after him, I think he finds plenty. He might be a, he might be just one of those that just does enough, you know. Hmm. He's won three of his last four, so none of them have been by well the Leopards down race is by distance, but he, he was beating old Carl's is that night, but I think seven to fours, seven to four is probably about right. He'll probably go off shorter if the ground firms up. Because True Shan will either be pulled out or or will drift. Just like I say, there's money for True Shan on the exchange. He's gone three point two five yeah. to. Well, King's sitting uh, ten to run, doesn't he? But, um, mm. What What would you think? Carrying ten stone eight's taken out of him now. I know she rode a brilliant race, didn't she? Because he never really got put in a battle until the last sort of half a furlong. But I think he's a strong horse. He's had a fair rest. Um, I don't think it would have affected him too much. I think mm. I think he'll he, he'll come in good order. If he if he turns up, he'll come mm. in good order. Yeah. They said they yeah. needed to run him, didn't they? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they put his spot on. Yeah. Yeah, Kipros for me, Chris, anyway. I think I think he's a Kipros. I think he's a good little horse. question little question for you all boys. Um if Trushan doesn't run. Well, even if Trushan wins, uh, sorry, if when Trushan doesn't run, right? Yeah, <laughs> if, if if Trushan does run, um, would you take? Because the one I'm interested in Col is Coltrane. Would you take Coltrane to place three places at just a shade of odds against? Yeah, I don't think Strad will be in the top three. Depends who they all go. Yeah, if he gets loose on the front end, but like the, what they should be doing with Stradivarius is putting them up there with Coltrane. He doesn't have any mm. gears, and they keep holding them up. Like, the same thing's going to happen tomorrow if they if they ride in the same. Doesn't matter if, if Frankie's on him, if Tom Marquand's on him, if Andre Zane's on him, if Jesus Christ is on him. Same thing's going to happen. He's not going to get out. He's not fast enough to get out of trouble, mm. uh, and that's just going to happen again. What do you fancy for this one, Amanda? Um, there's just a, well, there's a certain term. Speed kills those that don't have it, and that's Caprios. Um, I, I think he's a rover thinking this. I, I like this is a horse that'd be good enough. He would have been good enough to probably place in the King George on Saturday, I would imagine. Um, like if you look through the, his pedigree with all the mile and a half horses, he's basically a middle distance horse that's good enough to be a stayer and that's good enough to win over staying trips, in my opinion. Like he's on the relations, free eagle, custom cut, search for a song, sapphire, falcon, a 
custom, I think I said custom cut, Ama Grace, and I think there's one more black type horse in there. But like, it's just absolutely pages and pages and pages of just top, top draw, middle distance and, and quicker horses. And he just has the ability to stay those extreme distances. If he didn't get injured in the Linkfield Derby trial, he probably would have ran well in like the races like the Ledger. He probably would have gone well in something like a great voltager. It's just that we, we're just unfortunate not the same because he, he clearly picked up an injury. Mm. Um, but just on a on a on another note, there, where the hell is Mojo Star? Yeah, I thought that. I thought we should have run in the King George. I think he should. I think both him and and Kiprio should run in the King George. They were two middle distance horses that were good enough to yeah. stay, and that's what happens when you put middle distance horses against stayers that get this trip. Yeah, I wonder what Hannah's they doing. Were quite keen. They were quite keen, weren't they? They said it. They said it early last mm. week. I can remember saying that he's not going um, mm. at all. So they must have something planned. So. Yeah, he's clearly fragile, so you have to be you have to be careful with him. Um, look, I, I think that he's the he's going to be the best horse in the race. If Stradivarius is ridden prominently, that's what I'd like to see. Um, it, but they're not going to do it. The, the same is going to happen again. They're probably just going to get held up. He's going to get fucking absolutely mauled in traffic. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, Kiprios, I don't think he raced lazily more so than I think that the race just didn't go to plan. I think you lads said it earlier uh, Earlier on. The horse got himself out of trouble um, from his speed. And the way, the way Stradivarius couldn't do it. Um, and he was just doing minimal, enough. Minimal effort as well. Yeah, the horse well, was just doing enough the to... Well into, well into the final furlong. No, he didn't. And I think if they went another furlong, furlong and a half, I don't think Mojo Star would have ever gotten by him. I don't think Stradivarius would have got by him. Well, um, even Stradivarius, because Stra um, Frankie broke... It, did he break well and then sit, he, he just and pulled him back? And yeah. 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 follow and then he just couldn't mm. live with him. Couldn't, couldn't do him. it, yeah. And if they... No, it, I think it'd be really interesting. If, if Stradivarius ran, made the run in with Coltrane, or just sat behind him, to the point where there's no horse on, on his... Well, I assume on his left. So he could get pull out and make a run at it and try and grind him into submission. That's the only way Stradivarius is going to win this race. If they go an end-to-end -end gallop, a fair end-to-end -end gallop, and if a finishing kick is needed... Kiprios will put him to bed and put him to bed with relative ease. And I'm not even mentioning True because he's not going to run. So, um, yeah, that'll be Kiprios for me. Okay, boys. Right, let's go over selections for that then. Uh, oh, what's this? I think you've an unwanted post from Chris's face said it all. Yeah, have we have. <laughs> I've done I said it. who it was. It's Declan, isn't it? It's Dec. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, right, selections for that. Andy, you're going to go for? Kiprios. Kiprios. Declan? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stay, who are you going for? Yeah, no, confident on the favourite, yeah. Yeah, Harry? Yeah, three out of three for me, mate. So, uh, Kiprios. And Ash? I think Kiprios probably wins. I was probably a bit too harsh on him at the start. He probably does win. Um, he's a good horse, but my bet will be enemy at 50 to 1. Ash, look for extra places on that as well, mate. You'll get a bit more... Um, you might get... 40s or 33s, four places, or even five. Mm, yeah. We can get 14 to one for uh, it, might have been two places and that, or like five, six to one for three places and that. So maybe, yeah, maybe if you want to play that, it'll, it'll be short in running at some point, but just don't think you'll mm. get home. 
I'm going to That's take an interesting Coltrane question there, actually. Yeah, we'll I'll take Coltrane to be placed in that anyway. Nice question here for Shifty Lad. Lads, very genuine question. If a horse says gets uh, three pounds for the last run, does or should it matter if the horse is, say, 500 kilos? What is that kind of weight to a horse? Should a horse be weighed pre? Yeah, it's like the that? thing just cut off. It's it, that's actually a really good question, and it's actually that that varies. Um, I put a big emphasis on weight, a big big emphasis on weight, especially in novice hurdles, novice chases, two-year-old conditions races. I put a huge emphasis on weight, um, and that's why fillies get weight from the colts. Uh, it's why you get weight for age. It's just, and then you have the term weight stops trains. So you know, camel or. Uh, you know, feather that broke the or straw that broke the camel's back or whatever. Uh, you know, the weight it does eventually make a difference. Three pounds, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're beating a neck or you're beating a, a head, mm. you probably wish you weren't carrying an extra three pounds. Uh, so it would, in my opinion, it's a it's a big big factor. Uh, but again, there's no right or wrong answer. There's no absolute true science to it. But um, well, I suppose there is if you take Arkle into account, like he created the handicap. But um. <laughs> in my opinion i i put a lot of emphasis in it. more more so than most people i'd say but um it, it's it's big for me anyway cheers and thanks for the question 25 to one five places enemy with bet 365 five places 25 to one yeah wow nice loading up very nice well this next one is probably going to be a bit like a hook'em job isn't it we're going over to the sussex stakes on wednesday do i really need to put the betting up for this because we've got a very short one and that's Baid at two to seven on. Steve, come back to you. It's seven to two, is he, Chris? No, <laughs> two to seven on. No, two to seven on is seven to two, bud. Seven to two on is two to seven. <laughs> that's what it means. Give me seven to yeah, two on Baid. Right. There, we've got oh this. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us at the darts last night. I'm very tired. Tell us at the darts last night. I'm very tired. Steve. Yeah. Um... Just looking through the field. What anyone know anything about Bar Threat Leon? <laughs> he's got loads of ducks eggs, and he's and anyone in Dubai? What's the story? Anyone on anyone the dirt as well? On, on the dirt as well, he won as well. I suppose just for going back a year, alcohol free beat Poetic Flair in this, didn't, didn't she? <laughs> she then couldn't win a group three. She drifted from four to seven out of about six to one, looked like an absolute uh. Racing climber, but um, last last what the other weeks just it will come back, didn't it? Um, oh, I couldn't fancy her, I really couldn't. Um, maybe I'm soft, I could fancy her to chase the favorite at home, but what's gonna happen? Here? All the Australia's gonna lead, I guess. Would that be right, Eddie? Um, he did it in the menstrual because he was the best horse in the race by an absolute mile. He done it in America um, as well, didn't he? And he can, I don't know if he did it in America. I, I thought he came from off the pace in America. Nah, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong there. Now I've, I've absolutely no idea if he did it in America, and I can't remember. Um, no, he raced midfield in America. It's did not. He? Yeah, yeah. I, I think a different okay. one went for, went for it. I have no idea what the what they'll do with him. Um, I I don't think they'll make it with him. Um, they might to try and you know. I think the faster the pace, though, the further Bahid wins. But I think the way you get beat is if you crawl. Um, but then I don't know what suits a crawler alcohol free, I suppose. Joy Cup winner, I don't know. Modern games led in the French Guineas. Um, I can see plenty of pace, really. Angel yeah. Blur still, I still ain't giving up on him this year. I just, I just think he wants a bit of giving the ground. He wasn't beating a million miles in St. James's Palace. He blew up after pulling hard in the green room. I don't think tomorrow will be his day. 
He comes back to old Chindit again, then we talk about him every week. Um, he's still not <laughs> being stepped up in trip. But last time when he beat um, Mutasa Beck, he never ever looked like getting beat, even though it was only a, a neck or something. Like Crowley got after him, but he was just, just doing enough, Dobbs, wasn't he? Mm. <sighs> he's probably he's going to get outpaced again here, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Badger Bollock's going to get outpaced again. Oh, yes. There's still. It wouldn't shock me if you finish third. I don't know. It depends how quick they go. Something is there to bring him into the race. Like what absolutely pisses me off with that horse, though, beyond all recognition, he's one entry at York, and it's not the fucking Judmont International. It's the seven furlong city of York. Like it absolutely <laughs> like it, it's actually infuriating how they won't even entertain ten furlongs fucking horse. It's it baffles me. It baffles me. Like it's his class that gets him through. The, the his level at a mile is is purely on heart. But I, I I can't understand. I can't fathom how they won't even try mm. ten furlough. Especially like the dam is out of is from the family and motivator for folks' sake. Like yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't be, dis- wouldn't be, it wouldn't be disgracing a judgment, would he? It's definitely be no. You can see him being full for even third, or he, or he could shock and improve us all. Like, as, because we all think he needs it, you know. Like you get, I've said it a million times. We go back to last year's St James Palace, turning in there was nothing going apart from Poet Flair. There was nothing going as well as him. He was absolutely mm. tanking. I'd back him in a. I'd back him in a judgment uh, each way. properly. Yeah, and when the proper miners push the button, he just doesn't mm. react as quick as them. Like Dak was saying, how can he not? How is he not? How is he a specialist miner? You're you're putting him up when he should be steps up. It's just at a certain level he gets away with it. He reminds me of Tornado. Yeah. Oh, what a but horse! But they they yeah. tried they tried to for him, and he wanted to tour more as well. Was tour more? No, tour more did win yeah. a thing. But yeah, similar similar types, just a bit, just a bit idle when it comes to the business end. But hmm. I don't know. If you're looking for a bet, I suppose you wouldn't even look for Bayed with the distances because they they've looked after him in every run, haven't they? Looking just he coasted home. Real world got a bit closer at Ascot, but Crowley didn't do, didn't do tap in front. Yeah, he won last year at Goodwood on soft. I don't think ground's a real issue, is it? So, no, it's, um, I don't know. I'm stop myself from putting Chindit up as a forecast, mm. but well, there you go then. Chind- well, Chindit is consistent, isn't it? That's the thing with him, he just runs his race every time, you know. Yeah, I think Modern Games is a bit one pace. I think he got found out in the French Derby. Vadini was a class above everything else in the race. And I just think he was he sort of finished fur, but I don't think there was anything else in the field really apart from the winner. But, um, but then he's two from two over a mile, he is, yeah. So, I mean, what you go from that order of Australia to the disorder of Australia, I think. That performance I think is Australia's had enough, he's had enough chances, yeah, he has, hasn't he? He's, I don't know. I think because because of the better. connections, you always you always get drawn in and think, ah, oh, so Brian Moore likes what do they know that we don't know? I don't think he's good enough. The favourite win is take your pick. I think a good bet to follow to, to follow him home. I do. I actually do really think I think he's a better miler than uh, Order of Australia. And well, alcohol free. I mean, obviously that that performance last time was good, but that was over six. So you're going, you're going back up. And it's just what it's such. You'd rather just watch the race when you'd rather see. Bayed we, can all, we can all say that Bayed's going to win, but what follows it home? Yeah, 
that's that's it. Who did you say follows a home, Harry? I I think um I think modern games. I think modern games. Right, will yeah, follow. I agree. Yeah. I think he's a better player um, than the rest. You think modern games I, takes him along? No, I don't at all. I think um I think alcohol free could be there on sufferance, and I like I suppose the way they did run order of Australia, it's not like Coolmore to try and shuffle up tactics. They tried it with acceleration to to, to annoy Frankel, and they they did like they tried. You know, when the Brits gave up, they tried to beat Sea the Stars and the Jumpman International, and they they do try it, but I don't think. I don't think Order of Australia without maybe team games will be good enough to beat by Eid. Um, look, the way and the way some of the group ones have gone in Europe since by Eid has won as two group ones this season, like the the Eclipse and the King George, a lot of those races, well, the King George not so much, but the Eclipse, they were finishing in a heap. By Eid has put daylight between his rivals. He probably is the best horse, at least in Europe. I, I, got, I buy into him now. I've been I've been harsh on him, but like he he's he is an exceptional horse. You just want to see him struggle stuff here, um, and the reason I think modern games will follow him home. He's four for five on ground that is good or faster. That includes a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, and um, it includes a really good effort at Donny, and and his his defeat was his debut. Um, I think he won a French two thousand almost in spite of the ground. It was good to soft, but he just about did enough, and I would forgive him his last two runs. Um, I think. I'm not entirely sure he got the ten furlongs behind Vidani. Like he, he came there. I suppose he was third. Like you could, I suppose he did. But he's tactically was, smart and he, yeah, he can do what you want with him. And then right. like he wasn't beaten far behind Tenebrism. Um, I think that maybe the ground possibly found him out late on, and he was banged there with a hundred yards to go. I think the rattling quick ground will. Just, I think it will enable him to run the career best. And I know he's won a Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf and he's he's won a French 2000 Guineas, but a, a second or third in this field, well, I, depending how close he gets to Bayed, um, I'd, 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 I'd say it would be a career up. best. He would definitely prefer going back up to a mile. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a miler, and I think he wants quick ground. And yeah, the, he's he's offering he's offering a hell of a lot more than most of this field. If you if you're taking out by Eid, uh, alcohol free, probably still hard to trust. She could well pull again over a mile. And um, order of Australia, if you go back to his run in France behind by Eid, it was a fair effort. Um, I just don't think he's improving at this moment in time. I, I he didn't have to he didn't have to be anywhere near his best to win the Minstrel anyway last time out. You know he was very good. But I don't think he showed us anything that he hadn't shown us already. Andy, am I right in saying that Modern Games went from the front behind Vedetti in the pre-jockey club? He did, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was prominent. Quite a furious pace, wasn't it? Yeah, and look, I think he would have gone from the front for sure if Caribus was declared. But obviously, he's had a setback or got cold feet or whatever. But um, yeah. look, I think. You know the the Morris de Geese probably going to be the easier option. Obviously, it's not going to have Bayid, but yeah. if 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 by if Caribus was in this field, Modern Games would one hundred percent be sporting the white cap and going forward to make it an end to end gallop. But um, he's not, and I think he'll still go okay here. To be honest, yep. Okay, so Ash, what follows home Bayid? Um, I initially thought that Angel Blur twelve to one without Bayid looked interesting. If you wanted to play that each way, because you're effectively backing it. 12 to 1, second or third. Well, that was interesting. Um, but I, I think Order of Australia finishes second. Um, I, I did like the run um, recently in Ireland uh, in the, the Curra. Um, you know, 
bouncing back to form. I don't really have a strong opinion on this race, to be honest. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. We've probably spent too much time on it already. Um, but I think all of Australia uh, follows home, but I wouldn't put anyone off. Angel Blood, 12 to 1, about the favourite. Okay, cheers. Uh, Swift, move on from the Sussex. Bayed wind with lots of different horses to follow him home. Um, <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, right, we're going to move over to Ireland now, Andrew. We're coming over to big, big, big race. Uh, the horse, well, it wasn't this race actually last year that gave me nightmares. It was the one on Thursday, wasn't it? Because mm. at least I won't be here on Wednesday to hear anything about that. Um, but here's the Galway plate that we're going to be looking at now. Uh, it's a fantastic renewal. Um, was it, was it, I'm sure I saw a tweet before, it might have been from Kevin Blake that. Or, or somebody of you know stature in Ireland that the prize money for this is um, like more combined than like the Martin Pipe um, yeah. and two other races. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. It's huge. It, it really is a great initiative, uh, an amazing spectacle. One of the best races of the year, would you say, under the Galway Plate and and the Galway Hurdle, both of them. It's oh, it's the pinnacle of the summer racing calendar, and it's not even close. Um, that in the Galway hurdle, and it's a testament to how good Irish jumps racing or how competitive it is at the moment that the top weight is now rated 160, <laughs> and you need a one like 142 doesn't even get you into this race, which is absolutely is crazy. And this is the summer, this is the off season. Um, uh, it's really, it's very, very competitive, it's really strong, easy game. Who's been in the form of his life is going to be at the top of the weights and um, maybe you could argue a bit fortunate to win a fairy house and um, but he was you know he did it well and um, beating well, i think it was what drum or a lot of tremor now he didn't have to do anything really um uh, he's been kept on to go through the summer winning egg and spoon races but it's you know he's keeping the prize money ticking over and um, but it, having a horse as good as him just knocking around the summer tracks picking up prize money is just bonkers in my opinion Um, because if he was trained in the uk <laughs> And I don't want to start bashing your national hunt scene already, but <laughs> in July. But if he was trained in the UK, like he'd be, you know, he'd be favourite for old rolling chases, many clouds chases, um, you know, races. In, uh, what's that? The Cotswold chase. Like he'd scoop yeah. those up. He, there's not many chasers in the UK better than when he's sitting here as a ten to one shot off the top of the weight in the Galway or in the Galway play. It's 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 really um, incredible, really. Um, I think who's the favourite there, Chris? Is it Kate Braveman, Gentleman's Game? Kate Braveman, Gentleman's Game, and the Shunter both joint favourites now at fifteen to two. God, they can't they can't decide which Emmett Mullins horses has. Um, yeah, had the I like Fire Attack. I, I thought Fire Attack was very impressive last time. Mm. Fits all the profile. Um, I think I don't think he's well. To be honest no. with you, I think he's he's a bit of a puller, isn't he? Um, I, yeah, but he, I don't see. That, that, I, I just think every time he's ran in a big field, which mm. is not very often, I think he was he, he basically shit the bed in the in the in the Martin Point, didn't he? When he was well yeah, fancy. Did, yeah. Um yeah. and I think after that he got very upset around horses when kind of run a bit below par. I think I'm not sure if that was a fairy hands or punches down. He's never set he's never kind of um he never struck me as a as a big field type of horse, which again leads me to believe that he'd love the UK where he could go around winning three runner grade twos all the time. And um, you know, do his own thing out in front with some fucking massive red hood on him or something. But <laughs> um yeah, no, I don't think this is going to suit him. 
it's it's a really competitive race. Um, El Barra is probably the one I'd lean down on because he probably has the potential to go on and win graded races in the winter. Um, he's rated 150 and won at the Punchestown Festival very impressively. I was there that day. Um, you know, I think he ran into... I think he did Cheltenham a solid by turning up to the to the Turners, whatever it's called, just so they could have some yeah. runners for 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 Bob and and Gallop and Deschamps. Um, but other than that, he's been he's taken to fences really really well, and I think he'd only won in Limerick a few days beforehand there as well. Um, like looking down the weights, I like I was kind of hoping we'd see um, what's her name, not Gin on Lime, same colours. I was kind of I was hoping we'd see say goodbye here. She's made a great start to her yeah. chase in life, but they're I think they might be going later in the week. Gabinaco again, very interesting, but I don't think the novices novice chasers that last year, outside of obviously Gallop and Deschamps, were that good. Um, I think they're going to really struggle next year, especially the ones that had the especially the ones that are handicapped under two mile form, which he is. So it would be El Barra for me, Chris. It's not a race I usually get too involved in, but he looks very progressive, and I think he has a fair chance. Cheers, Andy. Uh, Elvara Ferrande. It would have been nice if Ronan was on to give us a bit of a lowdown. The Jam Man who's wearing first time blinkers fresh after his run on the flat. Um, so good luck to Ronan anyway on that. He's around the 20 to 1 mark. Uh, let's come to Ash next. Uh, go away, play Ash. Uh, won't be having anything serious. I think it's a great race and I can't wait to watch it. Um, I just found it a bit of a minefield to work out. Um, I can see the case of Fire Attack at 9 to 1. Uh, I think they found out this is more of a stayer now than uh, sort of they were trying him over two miles uh, to begin with. Um, show me stepped up to two mile five and won at Punchestown. Uh, he got seven pounds to the run. Um, I think they might have been quite happy with that uh, uh, back at home um, when, when he was only given seven pounds. I think they have a feeling that this could be one that's better than the mark of 144. Um, so it's a nice workable mark. I, I can see the case of fire attack. Um, if I was to throw a dart at one, um, it's an interesting one that I saw in here, and it's going to be Durasso at 33 to 1. Now, the, the well known hurdler of last season running in behind the likes of uh, Honeysuckle and, and all that. Um, but if you actually go far enough down his racing post page, uh, he's two for two over fences in France, uh, both of them over two mile three. Uh, he's two for, I think he's two for four over fences or two for three over fences in, our, in UK and Ireland. Uh, one of them was a two-mile event. One of them was a two-mile free event. Um, he was second behind Shaq and Pussoir in 2020 in the, in the hilly way, but that's because Cashback fell at the last and brought down Jingle. So it was only a, only two of them finished. Um, so he can jump a fence. He obviously been most recently seen over, over hurdles. Um, his fence form is something that's quite decent, I thought, actually. Uh, he beat Snow Falcon by seven lengths. Uh, beating the likes of Born by the Sea is a solid 135-140 horse. Uh, Abby Magic, who's rated 145. Sam Crow, um, when he was rated 160, I know he's regressed since, but um, he was given weight away to the first three mentioned there as well. So his fence form is fairly decent. Um, and if you look at his recent hurdle form, you know, three lengths behind Saudi in the Group 3 Tipperary hurdle a couple of years back, uh, beat St. Felicien, Whiskey Sour, Petit Mouchoir, Felix Deji in the, in the Limestone Lads giving weight away. Um, he chased down Honeysuckle and Echoes in Rain in the Irish Champion Hurdle, beat Santa Rosa by six lengths uh, in the Group 2 Raf Barry and Glenview Hurdle at Fairy House in April. Uh, that form's been backed up. Santa Rosa went and won the Grimes. Um, I think of a one mark of 148 uh, for his chase mark when he's rated 152 as a hurdler, and I think he's a very decent hurdler as well. 
Um, I think he has a cracking chance, to be honest. 33 to 1. I could have just, I, I could be seeing this all wrong, but Durasso off that current mark, 33s, I'll be, uh, I'll be taking a bit of that yeah. one. 33 to 1. Big one. Uh, thanks, Ash. Harry, where are you going for this one? Um, it's interesting because I don't think, well, just having a look down the entries, uh, Gordon's not got that many in, in there. I think he's, is it four or five? I think he's got four or five. And obviously, Sam Crow's a reserve, but I don't think Sam Crow will get in. Sam um, Crow getting money from Paul's there. What's your price trick in the golf, Andy, if he runs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 66 to one, bro. It's really, it's really, it's really depressing, though, isn't it, to see a horse as good as he yeah. once was now be not even able to get into the fucking car. Yeah, like, I know it's a great, it's a great race. I know, and you know, you have to be there on merit, but but you know, you you're the criminal side of you think so. You just wonder whether this is no, he's absolutely gone at the game. Like he he yeah. ran it down Royal on Gold Cup day and was beaten by Roy Mirage. Like that's <laughs> you know. He is a lovely horse as well, and I mean, what would you do? What would you do if you had Sam Crow? I don't know why that why they're still running him. You know, fucked up with his plan. Was it the year after he won the the, uh, the two and a half month hurdle? What did they do with him the year after? Did he get straight numbers chasing? Or yeah, he won the he won the marsh that Declan rips the piss out of on a regular basis. Mm. Um, I was literally just tweeting as you were talking about Sam Crow, just saying how depressing it is to see him as a reserve now. Like I, I yeah, I know racehorses are there to be raced and whatnot, but he just he just doesn't he, enjoy it, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, like he he probably he probably struggle now in something like a market race on summer plate. Like it's really mm. it's not what you want to see. You know, <laughs> there's been quite a few of them business town horses have been sold over here, and they've just not not been the same. No, well, they'd no, hardly sell a progressive one now. Uh, no, yeah, but what probably like, yeah, top to, Captain Tomcat probably beating three parts now these days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so as I was saying, I think th there's one that, there's one that I do like. It's uh, obviously I've mentioned that Gordon's not got that many in there, but Ashtree Meadow, uh, Ashtree Meadow, sorry, um, came over for a little stint in uh, well, in in, in at Perth had two quick runs and fairly bolted in, and I think they've done a really good mark to get a really good. A really good training performance to get into this mark. I think is, that, is it one four four? He's off or something like that. I think one four four is very lenient. I think he even won. What was it the other week that he won? Um, uh, uh, Kalani. Yeah, beating little yank. Yeah, yeah. He, he won. He won easy. Giving weight away as well. He's he, he's just a really good novice chaser now. I think. And um, yes, he's obviously stepping into open company and stuff. But I think I've ten ten ten. I think it's a little bit underestimating this this horse because I think he's a really good horse. Uh, definitely on the improve. And I think Sean Flanagan, I, I love Sean Flanagan as a rider. I love watching him ride, especially over the big, the big, the big sticks. I really just, I think he's a really pleasure to watch. Jack Kennedy's gone to Hurricane Georgie. Um, I just think it's just one of those, it's a minefield, isn't it? You can make cases for absolutely any of them. But I think yeah. the way that, the way that, Astro Meadows gone about it and recording some really nice RPRs as well. Um, mm. really, the way he's gone about his, his races currently, the last the last three, I think they've got a really lenient mark in one four four. And whether he does not, if he doesn't win this, it's not the be all and end all, is it really? Because you've got a nice novice chaser on your hands um, going chasing next year as well into open company. Mm. So I think twelve to one's a little bit lenient. Not been a five year old winner of this. This is Hurricane George I'm talking about for thirty two years. So. That's because not That'd many be five-year-olds nice. try. Exactly, yeah. But well, um, yeah, yeah, yeah no, he's, he's an improved animal. Yeah, 
and mm. all the you you see a few maybe shrewdies thinking he might jump into the national hunt chase betting with all the with all the experience he's getting, but you never know. I've been really impressed the last few runs with Hewick. Obviously, after he was pulled up in that Midlands National over here, um, mm. he then won that. What was that race at Sandown that he won? The three six five for the, oh, the whip yeah, and he did that so well. And then he put he, he, he battled really hard and uh, to just narrowly go down to meters and masks. So I'm sure that you put meters and masks up at one point, didn't you, Andy? Oh, or am I just God, imagining I, this? I, I couldn't tell you. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, it didn't surprise me that Hewick did that sand down beating your exposed bunch that he's couldn't, you know, yeah. no chaser. Even no chasers over there. None. <laughs> I know, yeah. None. Especially in this time of year. Uh, no, I a fire attack and Hewitt for me, both of them each way. It's not one I'd play heavily. Who've we not had now? Who's not spoken there, Steve? Um, I stick a pin in this. Can you? What deck? Deck wanted us to mention these two. He said Cape Gentleman, and I think he also said Cape uh, Castle Grace Paddy. I think it was Castle Grace Paddy twenty two. So I mentioned, and I've got to mention if you've never heard him speak about Battle Over Diane. If you'd never seen him jump six years ago, you've something to behold. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> He's about right though. Yeah. Anyway, he'd probably uh, be. He'd, I still think he has enough ability to beat Captain Tom three parts though. Ooh. Not Sam Crowder. Not yeah. Sam Crowder. Be a close finish now. Be a close finish. Be a close finish. Uh, I think it'd be. I think it'd be battle over Diane and then Tom Cat and Sam Crow. I like El Barracris. Um, not more for his recent runs, but probably his run just after Christmas last year when he was he split Saint Sam and the Devil's Coachman. Um, I just think Levenstone too. He's probably been plotted up for this for a while. Yeah, he, he doesn't carry top weight. Paul Townend's got a choice. It doesn't always mean that. You look over the last few years, some of the big handicaps. Mullins has won it with some of the, some of the, the more favoured ones. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, still an eight-year-old. And I think eight to one is a big price. And also like Gavin Arker, I know uh, Bandy was sort of digging out the two milers, and he may he may have a point until next year. We're going to until Edward Stone runs against runs in races up the Tingle Creek. We're not going to be able to tell. But Andy always did say from day dot that this also needed to step up in trip, and to run that well over a two mile and an arc or when you. He clearly need clearly needed to step up. He saw the way yeah. the way he sort of didn't quicken after the last that he wanted to step up. I know he steps up since and hasn't won, but this is a drop down in grade, isn't it? I know it's a competitive handicap, but it's an old it wouldn't, handicap shock, yeah, it's it wouldn't shock you. If, it wouldn't shock you to see him carry eleven stone seven to win this, would it? I'd love to see him win this race. Um, and I, this horse made a fool of me because when he was a, I loved him as a novice hurdler, um, and I thought he was really fast, and I couldn't believe seeing him up in to two and a half miles, um, and then I, I was I. I I seen him at two and a half miles, I think, in the Drinmore, and he ran a blinder. Just all he did was stay after taking the last four fences home with him. I was like, "All right, maybe he'll go to three miles." Then they brought him back to two miles because even Gavin Cromwell knew that the two mile novice chasers were shite, and he still nearly won that despite you know, um, despite not even being a two miler. But he's now handicapped on that form, I think, um, or maybe he's not. He's such, such a such a strong traveler, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh, he's a beautiful traveler. He's gonna to need to get into a rhythm. I think he, I actually think he's better suited to graded races with smaller fields. Yeah, it's it, less, it's, it's gonna be hustle and bustle, isn't it? it might, yeah, they, this might unsettle him a little bit. Um, yeah, his, his best form, like he's 
like his peak RPRs in the Arkle beaten by Edward Stone. I think his I think the Drinmore was a better effort than that personally. But um I'd love to see him. I, I think he's he's a type of horse that go well in it in the some of the summer grade ones. Uh, the three mile, I, I don't know, maybe about a gold cup that could stretch him, but something like a something around Aintree over three miles or, or maybe Leopardstown. Um I, I think he could be I think he could definitely develop into a horse like that. Um but I'd need to see it first. I think that's a ceiling, but I I wouldn't be confident enough to get involved with him in, in at this moment in time. I hope to be proved wrong though. Maybe not all Saint Sam race. I just, I just wonder what the hell they're doing with the Devil's Coachman. The way he won that race at Navan, I think he's a gold couple in two years' time. I just I just yeah. hope nothing went wrong with why they kept him off for the rest of the season, you know. Who was that, Saint Sam? Yeah. No, the Devil's Coachman. Oh yeah, I, I love him. I He's like, just a completely different animal. Right. Yeah. Selections and Stephen Yorzis. I like Albarra and Gabinaco. I'm on similar wavelengths to stay. I wouldn't be as confident in Gabinaco, but I definitely like Albarra. Okay, Harry? Um, I am going with Ash Tree Meadow. Ash Tree Meadow and Ash? Uh, Durasso and I, I also do like Albarra as well. Mm, three shots for Alvaro though. All right, brings us to the end of the race we're covering this week, boys. But let's have a look at our. Have you got anybody else got any best bets for coming up for the next two days? We're looking at Tuesday and Wednesday. Anybody else want to go first? Uh, Ash, anything from you? I'm just taking, checking the tracker to see if anything's coming up. Give me two yeah. seconds. Okay, okay. Stay uh, anything from you while Ash is checking? Uh, we spoke about earlier. I do. I think Trillium's got a really Nice 100%. 12 to 1 in the Malcolm. Um, yep. There is a concern that the step down from 6 to 5 is a, a little bit away. But if you look at the way she travelled, maybe it won't be. You know, like she does travel strong. It's downhill. And she'll probably be finishing off quicker than anything. Um, Warbank will probably go off favourite if you look at his, if you say he was unlucky at Royal Ascot. But yeah. I think Trillium's really, really interesting. I think she's, I think she's overpriced. Yeah, she she looks a very special filly to me. I can't uh, find that race. You had a race that there's normally a two mile race here where you'll get a. There's normally an horse that's been hurdling that's fucking thrown in. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be a Mark Johnson one then. <laughs> no, you know the race I'm on about, don't you? Yeah. Uh, is that the is that the long distance race where they start the wrong way up the street? Yeah, they start from a standing start. That's it. Yeah. Isn't yeah, that on that's... Friday? That's on Friday, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's Friday. Yeah, well, what are you looking for in that day? It's the Goodwood no, Handicap. I saw, I saw, I saw first race, on. race there. Yeah, it's the, the Goodwood Handicap first on Friday. Yeah. No, I'll leave it. Uh, I'm on Sacred. I think Sandrina on Will um, Trillium. It's not much, not much value elsewhere, is it? We're not going to touch the Sussex, or uh, no, that's it. I'll tell you what. There's not many uh, in that race. There's no more. National Hunt horses running in there, part about Earl of the Cotswolds, anyway, in that race. Anyway. But that's for Friday. We'll come back to that one later. Um, Harry? Yeah, I am in the 410 at Goodwood tomorrow. Um, I really like Celsius's performance at Newmarket last time out. I thought he just tracked, well, tracked in behind, and Jack, Jack Mitchell gave it an absolute peach. Um, just racing the uh, near group and just kept things simple and went about his race really nicely. And I think. At five to one, even if you went each way extra, if you could get five places, you're going to get your money back essentially because I can't see him out in the top four. So, um, 
Yeah, I think Celsius is a really nice play tomorrow in the full ten as well. Celsius. Uh, cheers, buddy. Anything from you, Ash? Have you got yours up? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, it, it, it could slightly be pocket talks. I missed out on him last time, uh, but I've had a <clears throat> excuse me. I've had a horse called Arcub. A R Q O B. He's been in my tracker for a few months. He's been running in Sakir since December. Uh, he came over to Epsom, finished twelve fourteen. And then when I'm one at Sandown, most recently at 33 to one, I forgot to back him. Um, he won quite snugly um, and he only got put up four pounds to the run. I could see him run another massive race and he's been slightly missed in the market again at 20 to one. Uh, he's had a good break of uh, about 20 odd days, uh, I want to say 23 days. Uh, so, um, yeah, Arcoob in the first at Goodwood. On the That's Tuesday. tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yes, on the Tuesday. Oh, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh, sorry. Wait, no, no, no. Tuesday, Tuesday. No, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, because I have a fancy now yeah. as well. Yeah. Have you been out? I've, I've got a fancy. Yeah, I've right. been sneaking them off camera, Harry. I'm, I'm at nine deep at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've got a fancy in that race, and Andy's got one too. It seems is that right, Andy? Yeah, it'd be my next best on the day, actually. Well, well, on the podcast, it's um, a Tony, and I think I told you earlier. I, I, I did yeah. sort of the race in him. Um, Solario Stakes winner is a two-year-old back to form with uh, at Ascot last time out splitting some pretty progressive three-year-olds um, he was a no-show in the Hunt Cup but I think he's a 10 furlong horse these days uh, I, I just think he's a really good chance that there's nothing that really I'm afraid of in the race and I think this this lad's just coming back to form after a kind of an injury plague three-year-old season so I'd really fancy him a 12-1 to one to hit the frame uh, obviously dear my friend is my nap and I'll back with sale in the Lennox. I'm just double checking Galway now to make sure I don't have anything in my tra- uh, in my tracker. The one that did raise my eye was in the in the mile race, which I think is also uh, Tuesday. I like the handicappers gave him Patrick Sarsfield a chance at the top of the weights, um, but the trip might be a little bit short of his best. But he's dropped I think ten or eleven pounds this year. Jake Cohen's an excellent five pound claimer, um, and. There was a hint of a revival behind Boundless Ocean in a group three last time out. I think he's a pound above his last win in handicap mark, which came in a premier handicap at Navin as a three-year-old. Um, he's about 20 to one or something. It, mm. I just I love horses coming back from group races, even if they haven't been showing their best. But even though it was kind of a below-par effort last time out, it was significantly better on what he's shown in his last couple of starts. And I just wouldn't be surprised if he was able to show his class and maybe hit the frame uh, off a big weight and a big price in that, in that Topaz mile or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, Patrick Sarsfield is a little e-twibber. Cheers, Andy. There's three of us now. He's got a, uh, a selection in this first race tomorrow. I like Caradoc, Ed Walker and Richard Kingscott, who could get no run last time in that John Smith's Cup up at York. They, this is He was second in this last year. Uh, I think we've tailor-made for him this race. Um, he'd be my only other one. Caradoc in the first tomorrow. He's around the 8-1 to one mark. Play the trifecta. Yeah, trifecta. I, I might do it, yeah. Let's do it. wonder what it up here. I've been asked. <laughs> right, boys. Uh, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been a, a cracking little podcast. First one of the week. We've got one on Wednesday, which hopefully Andy will be hosting on Wednesday. Is that right, Andy? Can I, can I trust you? Uh, maybe. 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 Um, I'll definitely Tommy have some way better manners. No, he didn't, but I'll I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Yeah, he's down there with a glass of wine. I wasn't gonna go bother him. So, yeah, um, yeah, no, he'll probably 
I don't know what he'll back actually. I haven't, I'll, yeah, I'll have, a, I'll have a chat with him after this anyway. We'll see, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll text just. I might tweet them as well if people are interested. I don't know. Yeah, thanks, Ash. Thanks, Harry, for bud joining us, boys. Thanks for having us, lads. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, boys. Pleasure. No worries. Ash is just down the pub. Harry's going back to work. No, no, I'm off the week. <laughs> yeah, My birthday on Friday, so um, I was going to go down to Goodwood this week, but no, uh, I think it's yeah. just watch from home and just watch Kipros and uh, Sacred Pissing tomorrow. Oh. You'd be allowed to gamble next year, then, that means. Thanks, Steve, as well. Thank uh, you, Steve, for joining us. Well. Yeah, cheers, lads. Have a good one. Right. See you Wednesday. Yep. We'll see yeah, you on Wednesday. All right, boys. See you later. Take it easy, boys. Thanks for everybody who's joined in. Thanks for everybody who's commented. We'll see you on Wednesday.